I'm Jonathan and I've been preaching the kingdom since 2018. This is the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast, preaching the kingdom at all cost. I want you to know that the kingdom is within you. It's here. It has arrived. And you never have to wait for the kingdom of Jesus Christ to come. Hey, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast, preaching the gospel of the kingdom at any cost. I'm excited to be here today and to be bringing you this fresh revelation of the Holy Spirit. You see, your greatest value to God right now and the greatest threat to the devil is the fact that you are carrying, if you are carrying, his kingdom seed. You see, the one thing the devil does not want you to do is to speak about the kingdom of God. He doesn't mind if you talk about Jesus. He doesn't mind if you talk about God. He doesn't mind if you invite people to church. He doesn't mind even if you talk about healing. Even if you heal somebody with a miracle. The thing is, if he loses somebody, then he's going to be upset. And the way that the devil loses a soul is only when they change kingdoms. And the only way they change kingdoms is when you preach. As Romans says, how are they going to hear unless somebody preaches to them? And how is somebody going to preach to them unless they are sent? And so you and I are sent. And I'm sending you. Everything in this world is against the preaching of the kingdom of God. Everything in this world, this whole world is opposite to God because the world system, that's the word cosmos, the, the order of things, it is, it is an, the antithesis to God. The Bible says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Well, what's the pattern of this world? It's, it's modifying your genetics. It's changing your gender identity. It's a de- it's a slave system based on 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 scarcity. So the education system, the media, the government, everything is is opposite to God. The Bible says do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. The world is absolutely opposite. Romans 8:13 said if you live let's let's not get back to that yet. I want to say this one thing. It's really important. Your threat to the enemy is that you have a physical body. Now the demons they want to get inside of your physical body. They want to be in this physical world, but they're not. The the evil spirits, the unclean spirits, they they cannot influence the physical world because they're in a different dimension. And that may or may not be related to what's happening with CERN. But in Switzerland, C-E-R-N, that's a lot of money they've spent on something there for some reason. But what I'm saying to you is you, you have a body which makes you a legal entity on this earth because God gave the earth to mankind according to Psalm number 8, Psalm 115, Genesis. So, you are not a threat to the enemy just because you have a body. 
<clears throat> you having a body makes you a legal citizen of earth. Now, if you are born again of the Spirit of God, then you are the body of Christ on the earth. You are Jesus on the earth. It's no longer you who lives, Paul said, but Christ who lives within him. Now remember, you cannot please God in your own strength. There's nothing you can do to please God. The only way you can please God is by offering Jesus. Jesus is the sacrifice for sin. When he when he sees Jesus, he is satisfied. He separated himself from Jesus on the cross. That's why Jesus said, Father, why have you forsaken me? Because God abandoned him. Can you imagine God, who had been one with Jesus, one with the Father, one with the Son for eternity, to be separate? That is the cost that he paid, as well as the physical cost of the beating, as well as the spiritual cost of separation, alienation from God, blackest darkness, as well as the social cost of being separated from his mother and from his father, from his brothers and sisters, being abandoned by Israel, his own people crucifying him and scoffing him, mocking him. He carried all of that. So you are righteous because God is righteous. He has imputed that. You can do a study on that. But the most important thing to note is that now that you are born again, you represent God, not just in some, you know, authority way, but you literally are the body of Christ. So when you stand on the earth in your physical body, you speak as if God is speaking. I know that's a lot for some Christians because they have been, remember, the two types of people who crucified Jesus were the Pharisees and the Herodians. The Herodians were the political party, the Pharisees were the religious organization. So remember, it is religion and politics who will be the greatest threat to the enemy. I mean, sorry, the greatest threat to the kingdom. Now, you've got to guard your own soul. But let me tell you the secret. The secret is that you can't do this. You cannot live this Christian life. It is impossible. As Jesus said, it's, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. But with God, nothing is impossible. The way, see, all the way that you live the Christian life is to totally give up. Now, remember, Jesus said this amazing thing. He said in John, I believe, chapter 16, he said, Take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, I have a job, I have a car, I pay rates, I pay tax, I pay all of these things. I have to jump through hoops like everybody else. I can't just go to the supermarket and go shopping anymore. I've got to bring my own bags. I, the trolleys are locked up with chains. I've got to bring a special coin for the trolleys. And then no one's there to help me. I've got to check out my own stuff. You know, This world is becoming more complicated. How much more complicated has, has flying in an airplane become? How much more complicated has it become to go shopping? To deal with your government, no one ever answers the phone. You have to push all these buttons and, and you, you wait for 30 minutes, you confirm your identity, and then it, they just hang up. 
So what's going on? I'm telling you what's going on is this whole world is is corrupt and it's it's decaying. It's decaying at a very fast rate, but you are being made new day by day. You are growing in the spirit. You are becoming stronger day by day. But this world, the devil is trying to blind the minds of unbelievers. He doesn't want you, you even, to see the light of the glory of Christ. So if Jesus overcame the world, then the way that you and I overcome this world system. Now remember, the word world there is cosmos, which means the organization it means he overcame the the structure and the process and the parameters of this world. That's how Jesus slipped through the crowd. That's how he didn't get crucified until it was his time. You see, you can be in this world, you can be in prison, you can be in jail, you can be in a penthouse at the top of the mountain. It doesn't matter because God has overcome this world. Whether you're in the prison which is part of this world, or whether you're in the penthouse, which is part of this world. It doesn't matter. God's overcome the world. So he will put you wherever he needs you to be. Daniel made his way. You know, God delivered him from the mouth of the lions. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were delivered from the fire. Paul was delivered from prison. Peter was delivered from prison. You know, God can put you anywhere. I always say, I could be sitting with President Trump in the White House today, in this 24-hour period, that could happen. God could teleport me. He could send a helicopter. There's no limits to God. So how do you overcome this world? It is, it is by getting inside of Jesus Christ. You can't, you can't pay off your house. You can't get out of debt. You can't find a woman or a, or a, or a man to marry who is going to look after you. And even if you find them, they're going to change <laughs> after you're married. The, your only security is to be led by the Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So Jesus Christ will be walking through your life. He'll be walking through your workplace. He'll be walking through your dealings with the government. And he will be leading you because that is what he said. He said, you follow me. And that's the secret of this Christian life. And the second part of this is, how do you put to death the deeds of the flesh and live? See, Romans 8.13 says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. So make up your mind today. You will die if you live according to the flesh. And you know what that is. But if by the Spirit... So it's by the Spirit that you put to death the deeds of the body you will live. So remember, you can't even stop, you know, sinning in a sense. The power of sin is broken, yes, when you're born again, but the, it's the Holy Spirit who will empower you and enable you to kill your old nature. You can't beat your old nature in your own strength. It even says in that chapter, those who attempt to please God in their flesh, they can never please God because he's not delighted in the flesh. So allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Now, He, you don't have to know. You don't have to tell the Holy Spirit, hey, Holy Spirit, I need you to overcome the world. Hey, Holy Spirit, I need you to, to crucify my flesh. He is in charge. 
If he's crucifying your flesh today, don't worry, you'll be burning. You'll feel the pressure. You'll feel the desire to give up, to quit, to throw a tantrum. In those moments, just be discerning and go, you know what? I gave my life to Christ. He's actually fulfilling my request. He's actually conforming me into the image of Christ. And I believe that's probably enough on that issue right now. So, Jesus has overcome the world. The way that you overcome the world is by getting inside of him and he will overcome the world as you inside of him operate in this world system which is cosmos with a k which means the system of of organization the structure the 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 culture let's just say culture jesus has overcome the culture of this world 1 john 2 16 says for everything in this world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the father but from the world So these are some of the things you're going to struggle with, but you have got to do what Jesus said by realizing that the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is within you. The kingdom is within reach. And be discerning that those things that will crush the kingdom seed around you are other people. The thing that will crush the seed around you is the political spirit and the religious spirit in people. So the people in your workplace will be taken captive by the devil. The devil will try to crush the kingdom message that's inside of you. The greatest threat the enemy has is what you're carrying. It's not you. He doesn't give a toss about you or me. He is threatened by the kingdom of light. He is threatened by the kingdom of Jesus Christ, which is inside of you, which you're carrying. Thank you, God just told me that you're getting it. So your threat to the enemy when you go to work, when you go to the beach, when you go to the supermarket, is that every person in darkness, in that place, in that arena, in that in that supermarket, they cannot see the kingdom. They will be going to hell, not because God hates them, God loves them, God invites them, but because they have been taken captive by the devil. He's blinded their minds. And you walk into that supermarket and you are the only, you are a blinding light and you are the only ability that those people have to, to, to change kingdoms. And you will immediately feel a sense of, of fear or pride or rejection that will be trying to distract you from imparting the kingdom to them and, and preaching the kingdom to them. Now that's between you and God, how you do that. And you've got to be discerning. But sure, you can just tell everybody if you, if you, if you can. Just tell everybody. But the, the moment that you tell them about Jesus Christ, they have an opportunity to be saved. And I want you to partner with the Holy Spirit, partner with angels, and ask God. But you are a threat to the devil because everywhere you go, you are at a risk to other people being transferred into the kingdom of light. Remember, Jesus came to, to bring souls to back to God. He came because God so loved the world that he gave. He wants everyone to be saved. He wants no one to perish. So the religious spirit, now it's also the worries of this world. So there are things internal to you that are going to crush the seed. The, the things external are people. 
you know, they might be friends, they might be family, they might be church people, they might be people at the workplace, but they, like Jesus, like Peter, like Paul, it was people who was against them. And demonic, demonic, demonic spirits they didn't have much trouble with because they just cast them out. But it was people. It was the Romans, it was the political system, you get it. Now, that's external to you, but internal to you is what Jesus talks about in the parable of the sower, and that is that the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the seed. And so I've talked about three different you know, exits for you today. The first exit is that you overcome the world by living your life inside of Jesus, through Jesus. You exit your own life, and you actually hop inside of Jesus, and you allow him to walk you through your life, through this world system. It's a labyrinth. He can walk you out of debt. He can walk you into a happy marriage. He can walk you into success, into glory, into establishment. The second exit and entry is that you can you can you cannot put to death the deeds of the body by yourself. You exit yourself, you lose your life, and you hop inside of Jesus and the Holy Spirit will lead you to put to death the deeds of the body. So as you follow him, as you lose your life and jump inside of him and let him live through you, you're gonna find that he will lead you out of addiction. He will lead you into abundant life. Remember, this world system is scarcity, but the kingdom is abundance. And the third thing <clears throat> is to be a son of God, to be led by the Spirit. <clears throat> the secret to this life is to totally give up, to allow the Holy Spirit to take over completely. And there's a river for you to live in today. There's a river that never ends. There's an Ezekiel, what is it, 47 river that, that, it, that only increases. Every church service you have, every prayer meeting you have, every day that you live can be in overflow because it's the faith of a mustard seed. If you follow Jesus, he will lead you into all truth. If you obey the Holy Spirit, he will set you free. Where the Spirit is, there's liberty. If you want to be surrounded by liberty, if you want to be flooded by liberty, if you want so much liberty, you're just throwing it around, yelling at people, saying, take some freedom. I've got too much. I, I feel like I've overeaten freedom today. If you pray in the Spirit, this is the secret. If you pray in the Spirit, I pray all day. I pray under my breath. I pray all day. I wake up praying in the Spirit. I don't even know I'm praying in the Spirit. Sometimes I'm praying in the Spirit and I think, oh God, I haven't prayed in the Spirit today. And I'm praying in the Spirit. Because if you're praying in the Spirit, then you are praying in the Spirit. And where the Spirit is, there's liberty. So you will find that liberty will come. Now, Gee, it really riles up the demonic spirits in people. But then you've got to realize that it's, it's God who led you into that fight and it's God who's going to win it for you. And so the secret to this Christian life is to live in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit. It's like you don't give your mind an opportunity to think. You don't give your will an opportunity to choose. You don't give your emotions an opportunity to feel 
You don't give your body an opportunity to to eat or to watch or to listen. Remember, you have you have eight gates. What do you do with your feet? Where are you walking? Where are you going? What are you doing with your hands? What are you touching? Where is your strength? What are you doing with your mouth? What are you eating? What are you saying? What are you doing with your eyes? Where are you looking? What are you seeing? What are you doing with your ears? Who are you listening to? Who are you obeying? And you can go on to talk about your heart and your mind. And the Holy Spirit's right here and I'm telling you what you're feeling right now is He wants to possess you. He wants to take over. Would you just allow the Holy Spirit to consume you like an offering, like a ram caught in the thistles, would you present your life to Jesus Christ as blameless and holy and perfect? Because you are. And just hop on that altar and allow the fire to burn. You're not going to disappear. Well, hopefully your, your old man will. Your old nature will disappear, but you will remain. And, and it's worth it. It's worth finding out now. I don't want to find out how much rubble and straw I was building with. I'm not going to wait. When I stand before him, I'm going to see gold refined in the fire. I'm going to have salve in my eyes. I'm going to have clothes that I can be standing before him. Because I hopped on that altar daily. I died daily. So there is no rubble. The rubble gets burnt up by the fire of his presence and the fire is word today. As I yield to him, as you hop on that altar, allow the... Do you understand the metaphor? I don't know if you get it. We're, we're talking Deuteronomy. We're talking sacrifice. We're talking the, the fat of your life dripping from the sides of the altar because you never get off. Make that decision. I'm going to chain myself to this altar. I'm going to chain myself to the cross. I'm never going to get off this place of being crucified and the fire will consume me daily. And there will be an aroma, sweet-smelling aroma, of my life burning on that altar unto the Lord. And it's the Holy Spirit who is a consuming fire. And just say that. Just say, consume me today, Holy Spirit. Consume me and all of my wants and all of my needs and all of my fears and all of my regrets. Let me be a blinding light. Let the devil be unable to look at me today because he's blinded by the light of the glory of Christ that shines through me because Christ in me is the hope of glory. I don't feel like I need to ever preach again. That was enough. I mean, seriously, if, any, if anyone listens to this message, you can retire. You can retire. You can just start. You can get to work. It's time to get to work, church. And God wants to multiply you today. He's going he's gonna to birth in the Spirit, he's going to birth, you know, new people, disciples. People are going to be born again because you lead them to Christ. And then you don't have to worry. Don't worry about discipleship. He will lead you. That's the secret. 
Whatever he leads you into, he will maintain, he will sustain. That's what God wants to do. He want, This is the time now. The harvest is ripe. What he wants to do now is he wants to snatch people from the fire. He wants to, to share the gospel with the person in front of you. Don't worry about ministry. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about people and numbers. There's one person. Oh, and it's getting even better. This message is getting even better. There's one person in front of you. This is what Jesus says. This is so priceless. Hungry hearts. He's going after hungry hearts. Don't worry about the 99 who want to kill you. Don't worry about the protesting people, manifesting people. He will show you a hungry heart today. He will show you a hungry heart and he will give you the words. He will open your mouth. Angels have prepared the way that you would walk in it. Remember, that's the, I can say that's the fourth thing, is that the Holy Spirit has prepared good works for you to walk in. All the good works that you do, all the people you lead to Christ, every good gift that's been given to you for the working of miracles, for the provision for the saints, the gift of helps, the gift of administration, the gift of giving, the gift of, of administration, of hospitality, of mercy, of the working of miracles. It's the power of the Holy Spirit who does it through you. He prepared the good works that you would walk in them. It's not even about you. though. Even those amazing things you do are not, are not you. They're Him. The only, the only reason you do them is when you partner with Him. We are partners with Christ in the gospel. And it, only, it happens when you, when you let go of your life, when you die to yourself, when you jump in that river, and then the Holy Spirit can take over, and really it's Him doing it through you. You're going to see on the other side when we die and we're with Jesus, you're going to see that every good thing you did was actually Him doing it through you, but He gives you a great reward anyway. But the best thing you can do, and the only thing you and I can do, is to partner with Him. That is the ultimate stewardship. What did you do with what I gave you? Did you partner with me in that moment? There's no condemnation there, but each one of us have many things that we've not done. So now is the time to do them. Now is the time to obey. And the Holy Spirit says that's enough. So wonderful, counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace, we give you the praise and the glory due to your name. You're good. You're good. We're not. Only God is great. In Jesus' name, amen.